I'm Stephanie Lugo, and this is the Market Authority Show. Hey, I'm Stephanie Lugo, ex-corporate nine-to-fiver turned top producing realtor and coach. It wasn't all that long ago that my husband and I quit our nine-to-fives to start our real estate business together with no experience in the industry, just a dream for a life with more freedom and flexibility and the chance to impact others along the way but it wasn't always easy. And I remember what it felt like to lack the confidence, direction, and know-how that we needed to build our dream business. Fast forward through lots of work, failed attempts, and lessons learned, and you'll see what we've built today, a business that offers us more freedom and income than we ever thought possible and changes the lives of others every day. I created the Market Authority Show to enlighten the path to becoming an authority in your market. I'm here to share simple, actionable, step-by-step help and inspiration to build your dream real estate business with help from timeless principles and today's cutting edge strategies. Whether you're just starting out on your real estate journey or you've been around for a while, we've got a few tricks up our sleeve that you'll want in on. So let's dive in. This episode is brought to you by the Market Authority Academy. The Market Authority Academy is a mentorship program available to real estate professionals who desire to grow their brand and business using the modern social media strategies and proven systems designed for maximum scalability. If that sounds like something you're into, head on over to the show notes to schedule a call with me to discover how the Market Authority Academy can help you triple your real estate business this year. Today, I bring you a really fun conversation with Abe Novi of San Antonio, Texas. Abe is a new real estate agent, less than 12 months in, and also a member of the Market Authority Academy. And I wanted to share this conversation with you because Abe had a truly rock out first year so far. In the last 10 months, Abe has closed about 37 deals. And this all comes from after pivoting into the real estate industry with no prior real estate experience. And he shares the entire story of how he's made it happen and what he's looking to towards the future. Now, from Abe, he says that listening, understanding, and looking at every problem as an opportunity and creating long-lasting client relationships is really what helps him stand out from the crowd. And as I mentioned, after spending 18 years in auto sales and working to perfect the art of customer service, Abe developed a keen understanding of how important it is to not only know the sales process, but to build relationships along the way. And he shares exactly how he's doing that from the ground up in his new real estate business. His passion for helping others and his positive mindset mean that he will go above and beyond for his clients and make sure they are satisfied from the first call to the housewarming party. So in this conversation, we cover a lot. We talk about how he left his 18-year career cold turkey for real estate, why he made the decision to join a team as a new realtor, the ways he's building his business with organic database relationships on and off social media, and so much more. I'm really excited because Abe is just a great guy and brings so much context and value to every conversation that he's a part of. And I think that you are going to really enjoy this. So without further ado, here's Abe. Abe, thanks so much for joining me today. I am so excited to have you. Thank you. Yeah, I am just like completely grateful for the opportunity to be here. Oh my gosh, the pleasure is all mine. So um, you and I have been working together for 
a while now, and you have such a cool story with having closed out your first year in real estate. And I just feel like we had to share it. It's such a great, compelling story. And I think that a lot of um, listeners here today on the show are really going to resonate with it. So for those who have not yet been able to um, meet you, can you share a little bit about, um, you know, who you are and how you got to where you're at today? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, I'll, uh, I like to paraphrase Glenda Baker. I'm uh, Abe Novi. I'm a real estate agent in San Antonio, Texas. So she's so great. She's just she's fantastic. So, um, but, but no, um, yeah, I've, I've been in San Antonio pretty much my whole life. Um, I was in, uh, for basically the last 18 years, I was in the car business. Uh, I was at one dealership for 18 years, um, quite a long time to spend anywhere, regardless of where it is, but yeah. uh, to spend one place that long and then, you know, make a career change is, is a big step. Um, but uh, I spent 11 of those years in sales and then um, four of those years as kind of like a basic assistant manager. And then three of those years running the used car department at that dealership. Um, and, um, you know, basically in 2018, um, some things happened at the store. We had some changes in management and then some things happened personally uh, that uh, caused some changes in my wife and I's life as well. Um, she kind of went through some trauma that year. And we kind of dealt with it over time. And for that three year period, so much change at the dealership that it got to the point where once COVID hit, it got really bad. And I just kind of knew like something was going to have to change basically. And so by the end of 2020, I'm trying to think what year we're in now, yeah. um, by about the end of 2020, um, I was kind of at a point where I knew that I was going to have to make a change, do something. Um, I wasn't really like everything was changing culturally at the dealership, like the culture there had changed a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and it just didn't really fit who I was anymore. And I was starting to recognize that. Um, I had some friends who uh, did real estate, particularly two people up in Austin. Uh, shout out to Angela and Rob up there. Um, I sent them like a lot of questions about the industry, what they thought about it, how they liked it. Um, they were very, very helpful in kind of guiding me in both the pros and the cons of, you know, the life basically in real estate. And um, so I made the decision to get my coursework, but I was still working full time. Um, this was in, gosh, I want to say probably like November. I think I bought it on around Black Friday because they had a special on the website for uh, Aceable. And so, uh, so I got like the Black Friday special realtor discount. Yeah. You know? and, <laughs> Uh, so, so I, I, I kind of tried to start working on the coursework little by little. And then in January, you know, I was sitting at home one night talking about how long it was going to take to do this. And the next day, it was the end of the month. The next day, I just had this really bad day at work, basically, where just nothing was vibing, nothing was going right. And I came home that night, literally walking in the door, complaining, moaning, bitching, basically, you uh -huh. know, and my wife just turned around and looked at me and was like, why don't you just quit? <laughs> and I, it kind of took me by surprise. And so we wound up actually sitting down that night and looking at all the finances and looking at the numbers and 
kind of thinking like, how long can we go if, you know, I haven't gotten a paycheck and all those things. And, um, we, we just kind of realized that, you know, we can, we can go a little while. So, um, I made that decision, um, quit my job the next day. And I didn't realize you went right back in and quit. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, like the next morning I turned in a letter. (laughs) That's incredible. I love that. I literally turned in that letter the next morning. And so I I did my two weeks. I was, you know, I had to, I I had a responsibility to the people there. I felt um, I had to train somebody to take my position and kind of teach him some of the things that I did on a daily basis because I was at a director level there. So um, that, you know, he had to know what he was doing. And so, um, and then it, it just turned out what was really funny is when, when, I got home on the last day. It was the day. I don't know if you know, we had what we call snowpocalypse or yeah. Uh, yeah there's like all these different names that to snow vid was another one that everybody <laughs> came up with. Cause it just like went crazy here, like freezing temperatures, like snow, thicker snow than we've had in 25 years or whatever. And um, it just, it was just nuts. And, and so the funny thing, I guess funny at least is that we lost power. So I wasn't able to get on the computer and start my coursework. (laughs) So um, I finally was able to get, you know, after a few days was able to get on and basically from around like, I don't know, February 18th last year um, up until April 1st. So about a six week period, I just knocked out all the coursework in that time. Um, Did all my tests was really literally where I'm sitting right now is where I was sitting like, 24 yeah. seven, um, consuming all the content for, you know, the test I was on YouTube, looking at all the prep agent videos and, you know, watching all the stuff I needed to, to get those tests done. And so April 1st took my test, April 8th, uh, got my active license. So nice. Yeah. That was 2021, April 8th, 2021. Yeah. So it's been just under a year, basically just under a year. So how'd the first year go? Let's start with the the big numbers and then work our way back to how we did it. Um, yeah. So um, sitting right now, um, I hate to say it, we just had to back out of a contract. So unfortunately, numbers actually went down just a little bit. But um, basically in what is it, you know, this uh, 10 and a half months or so, um, I've done 37 transactions for right around 10 and a half million in volume. Um, it seems like that's kind of like a low number, but like one of the things we've talked about, you know, I have what, what I call my condo peeps. Um, my, my, I have the one client that bought 13 properties, but they were all real small, you know, kind of hundred, $150,000 amounts for these little condos here. So, um, but yeah, 30, 37 transactions for 10 and a half million. You know, what just strikes me about this story is you go in, you give your two weeks and then it's literally pedal to the metal. Like you probably have never worked harder in your life and you're a hard worker. Like you have a long, a long professional history behind you. And in this year, like, have you worked harder than ever? Am I just right in assuming that? Um, you know, it's funny because it's such a different type of working hard. Yeah. Um, I've had to learn a lot. Like I've had to learn so much, mm-hmm. but it's like, I've never had as much fun working as I have like in this last year. I mean, literally like I was, you know, sharing videos of all the places that I was going, especially like the first couple months, like I was driving, like I was showing some uh, I was doing videos for a friend of mine for like a ranch property that he was looking at. And I was like out there on the road taking videos and, you know, and it was just like realizing like, this is my job now, 
you know, yeah. like I'm not stuck in this box all day long or like within, you know, a, a quarter mile radius of a car lot, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I think, I think it's such a different mentality of, you know, of I've got to work hard um, because, you know, I really had to push myself in that aspect. Um, I didn't have anybody, you know, putting their thumb on me, telling me to go do it. Um, and that, that just really made it so much more enjoyable, I think over everything else. Yeah. I, so no regrets so far. You're loving it. You're crushing oh, it. Yeah. Even on the bad days. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, even on the bad days. Right now. Um, I think, I think for the most part, like, you know, it's always one of those things that people like, cause a lot of people have asked like, Oh, do you wish you did this like 10 years ago or five years ago or whatever? And, you know, it's, it's, I think everything comes along at the time that it comes along for whatever yep. reason it does. And, you know, um, like I said, we had just been through so much and, and I, I, you know, um, like, I guess I, I kind of, I guess to quote like Simon Sinek's book, right. Find your why, you know, um, your why, like I had to start with that. And that was, you know, really my wife more than anything. Um, she had just been through so much and I needed to give her my time and give her, you know, be around her more often. And so that was really kind of the catalyst for all of it more than anything. Um, you know, it's, it's one thing to work, you know, 50, 60, 70 hours a week and do it on your own terms, Yeah, do it for clients who, you know, you're helping. And it's totally another thing to be in a building somewhere and doing it in one spot and having to be told what to do by somebody else all the time and everything. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it made all the difference basically. Definitely, you know, yeah. Would it have been great if I could have gotten into this several years ago? Maybe so that would probably, but who knows also, what it would have been like, I might not have had the same motivation, like everything could be so different. So I am, you know, uh, you'll hear me use the word grateful all the time, but I am really grateful that it happened when it did. So yeah, I think that's part of why I was really looking forward to this conversation, because every one of our interactions, you always have that energy of like gratitude and a positive outlook. Um, and, and just always a friendly face, which is something that that I love. And I'm sure that your clients love that too, because you just you can pick up on that kind of energy. Um, so, so speaking of clients, what happened? How did you start? How did you gain traction? I know that you went the team route and I want to talk a little bit about how you made that decision too. So, so walk me through those first like three months in, in your real estate career. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it really, it started even before I, I, you know, got licensed and did my tests, I started trying to figure out what was going to make more sense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of, one of the people that I mentioned earlier, Angela, she, she really helped me. She actually told me it was pretty interesting because she told me she does a lot of uh, sellers and she didn't really start out doing a lot of buyers uh, somehow, whatever she, however she got into it, she actually started working with sellers right from the get go pretty much. And she told me, kind of point blank, like, I wish I had worked with buyers a lot more early in my career, because, you know, number one, just the different side of helping people, you know, um, and then number two, um, just the like learning the processes that are involved, Um, you go through so much more, um, she said with buyers. And so that was, uh, you know, kind of a big step um, to, to learn a little bit about that. But then, you know, when we talked about the financial side of it, um, you know, I, I've, I kind of looked at like everything that I needed to look at when it came to, um, 
the team versus the solo agent, what you're going to spend. Um, the, the team that I'm on, um, the Neil and Neil team in San Antonio, they, when I interviewed with them, it was actually kind of interesting because they had an ad, it was on um, LinkedIn, I think. And it was for a um, apprentice, like real estate apprentice. And I didn't really know what that was, but it sounded like something you could do without a license. And I didn't <laughs> have my license yet. So I applied for that wound up talking with them. Um, as it turns out, I was the first person that they'd ever hired without a license to be like on the team as a realtor, basically. Um, but it was kind of good because it got me a head start. Um, but what they sent me, they sent me something that they called their value proposition. And it, it basically just explained all the benefits that they gave you as an agent, um, what your splits were going to be and everything. And then it also explained what you would be spending on all those things if you were a solo agent. Okay. Um, coming from, you know, quitting my job and not having income at that point, it just made so much more sense to me that why would I go and spend all this money or have to get to a point where I have to spend all that money when I can just kind of have everything I need at my fingertips, basically. And, you know, I understand that that's not for everybody. Um, I watched actually a lot of videos about, you know, like whether you should join a team or whether you shouldn't. And, you know, there's so many people um, who are out there who, you know, didn't join teams, but a lot of times they don't tell you their backstory. They don't tell you that they were like a PR person or a marketing person, or, you know, that you don't really find that out. And they're just trying to kind of you know, push you into just getting into real estate because you can do this. And it's not always that easy for everybody. You know, I'm, I'm very fortunate. I feel very fortunate that I had the sales background that I did. That's for sure. So, um, so that was a, a real big part of it was just kind of understanding that, you know, if I went with the team, I wasn't going to have to spend a whole lot of money. There was, you know, still things that I had to spend on, but for the most part. Um, and then the other side was that the, they were going to give me leads. Um, our team actually, as of right now, our team is the number one team in the country on Zillow Flex. Um, so, you know, as, as you know, we we get, you know, Zillow leads to the team, I mean, directly to the phone. Um, we, we have other lead sources, obviously, as well. And, and so, yeah, so right out of the gate, I mean, I got my license on April 8th. Um, I had a lead in, you know, my, my, CRM within like 24 hours from the ISA that we have. And within 10 days, I had my first contract. <laughs> so, and then 10 days later, I had my second contract from a team lead. And that was like from a referral. Um, neither of those were Zillow yet. Actually, I wasn't on the Zillow calls right away. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it just took off right out of the gate. And, and I really credit, you know, the team for that because I, I would have been probably like most other agents kind of spending that first month to two months trying to figure out like, where am I going to get this business from? And so that's one of the reasons that I, I kind of strongly advocate when people ask, you know, and they're interested in getting their license, um, depending on their situation, I try to advocate for the team model just for that reason. And obviously teams are becoming such a big thing right now too. So, yeah. Um, you know, I don't talk about this a lot, but I actually started on a team. Oh, wow. wow yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, we were on a team for several months for the first year, and um, I didn't have that experience that you had at all. 
Um, and we, even though we have the benefit of the camaraderie um, and the direct support from the individuals who are running the team, that was the big thing was just being able to have somebody on the phone and walk us through, through a contract. Um, we did not have the same results, I guess, from being able to like have those quick leads. And, and ultimately I don't think we ever had one client as a result of, of the team's efforts and it it never really, yeah. And it never really went anywhere. Um, the team itself rather, and we just for a number of different reasons, there's a million reasons why a team may or may not be successful. Um, and ultimately we decided that like, Hey, we're already building everything on our own already. We're just going to give ourselves a raise, leave the team and just continue as solo agents doing what we were already doing in the first place. And so I think that that's a really interesting perspective because, you know, if, if there are agents listening to this, thinking about making that switch and knowing that they needed support and, I talk to agents all the time and I'm sure you do too now of agents who maybe fall into a team environment that does not serve them or, or ends up being totally different from, from what they had expected. Um, So I'm really glad that you were able to have the experience that you did, but at the point that you and I started speaking and I think it was like in the summer of Uh, end of summer, I think it was like late August or something. Yeah. Yeah. I know that one thing that was important to you was being able to build your book of business in addition to that. And I think that regardless, that is like the number one priority. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, it's, and and I've talked to, I mean, my, my team leaders kind of know about this. We actually just recently had to talk about it and they pretty much said exactly what we talked about too, which is, you know, use the team to leverage where you are right now Mm -hmm. and build your business basically. And, you know, I had a, a conversation. I can't remember if I told you about this story or not. And and uh, if she listens to this interview, she'll probably laugh about it, you know, but I had a conversation with somebody in the summer. She'll know who she is. Um, and we talked about like kind of where we were with how many transactions we had. And, you know, she's with a brokerage that's like 100% commission and mm-hmm. I'm on a team that's, you know, big splits and things like that. And, um, you know, what, what I was trying to kind of explain to her for me, at least is, you know, that leveraging the team to build the business was super important for me because at that point in the year, I already had 14 clients that I was working with, whether it was pending or closed, didn't matter, but I had 14 clients, not including just the regular pipeline, but these are actually like transactions three months into my career. And she had like seven for the whole year. And it it was kind of, for me, I looked at that like, okay, so if I'm working at this pace in two years, maybe minimum, look at the difference in the number of people that I have as a source for referrals, repeat business, things like that. And so, so that's why it just made a lot of sense for me, um, you know, was to, to be able to leverage that, build my business. And, um, you know, I, I told, I, I kind of asked myself, especially, you know, once we talked, um, and I think this is one of the things that I mentioned on that conversation on that first call with you was that, you know, am I somebody who can just take what the team gives me and go out there and close it? Or am I somebody who can take what the team gives me and build a business out of that? Um, and so for me, that's what I'm really trying hard to prove to myself. And I mean, it's already kind of starting to pay off. So that kind of gave me goosebumps. <laughs> that's such a concise way to put it. So, so how's that been going so far? Have you been able to start generating referrals and building that book of business? 
Yeah, yeah, I have. And and it's it's slow, you know. Um I'm I'm and the funny thing is I think it's slow for me because like we said, you know, a big part of me getting into this was to free up time. Yeah. And so there are some people that could probably th- this is why I think like there's there's a guy on our team that, you know, he he does like he started just a few months before me. He was actually kind of a catalyst for me to get going. Um we talked in May and I had those two contracts maybe three at that time. And, um, uh, Daniel, hi, uh, we had, uh, we had this conversation. It was the first time I met him in person at the office. And I was like, Hey, how are things going for you? Cause I knew he had just started in January, you know, and, I, and he's like, Oh, pretty good. And I asked him how his numbers were looking, you know, he's like, Oh, I have like 10 contracts right now. And I was like, 10 contracts. Like, oh my God. Like, I got to get going. And I mean, literally within two months I had at one time, like 10 or 11 pending contracts, you know? And so, so it was kind of like a big, like kick in the pants, you know, to like get out there and just work a little more and do things. But at the same time, like I said, I really wanted to, you know, make sure that I was taking the time that I wanted to take. Um, So I probably could actually be building my business a little faster. Um, but I've enjoyed, I've just, honestly, I'm just enjoying myself too. You know, I, I, I probably took more time off than I should have in Q4 last, you know, October, November, December. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's kind of normal, I guess, around this time for people to take time, but, um, yeah, for me, I, I just really had to, you know, um, take that extra time basically, but, but what's happened so far, um, and really, you know, uh, you know, shout out to the market authority Academy. So, um, you know, I, I really can't say enough how much it's helped me because I was trying to uh, earlier when I was thinking about like talking about this, that I was trying to think, okay, well, how can I really put this so that it makes sense? Cause I, I listened to something that you said with somebody the other day, where they were talking, you were asking, you were telling them how agents come in and they ask you for the strategy. They're like, oh, I want the strategy. I want the strategy, like all this other stuff, you know, we can get woo about, like you say, you know, we can get woo about it, but I want the strategies. Like, and I think that they're missing the point that the systems are the strategy. Like the system is the strategy and having those systems in place is something I didn't have between April and August. And since joining and, you know, having you as a coach, it really changed things because it puts everything in perspective as to, you know, those systems are there for a reason. When you have those systems in place, it allows you to free up your time. It allows you to, you know, get the things done that you need to do um, and still be able to help your clients and give them great service. And so, um, so I've worked on that you know, I I probably could be better about some of those systems, just to be honest. But um, at the same time, I'm doing it at a pace that I like. Um, I'm starting to see. So last year, my referral or not referral, but my my like sphere business from my own circle, um, which I have a pretty big circle because I've been here for so long and, you know, I've done so many things in San Antonio. But my my own sphere, I did six transactions with four different people. Um, there's a couple other people I worked with that we tried to get going, but you know for whatever reason couldn't you know whether it was you know not being able to you know get approved or whatever sure. you know situation was. But um, I, I had four, and so just since September or October, I believe, when I really kind of dug into everything. Um, I've had roughly about 17 appointments with people from my sphere. Wow. Um, 
I've got, I, I haven't had any, I've got one transaction pending with somebody. Um, I have a listing coming up with somebody. And then I have um, two people that are buy sell that we're getting kind of through the process. So it's going to be a month or two probably before everything really gets going. Um, but one of them is fear. And then the other one is her mom. So that's a referral from yeah. her. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's really starting to take off uh, when it comes to that. And I mean, they're reaching out from everywhere from text to social media and um, some of the phone calls that I'm making as well. Oh my gosh. That's so exciting. There's so much there to unpack. So you are cultivating new relationships from, hey, 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 nice mug. (laughs) Um, Everybody, if you're listening and not watching the video, everybody who joins Market Authority gets a very special gift. And Abe just showed us his gift. (laughs) It's awesome. It really does, (laughs) y'all. So so we're, we're doing a couple of things. And and this is kind of part part of that like initial strategy that we spoke of maintaining that book of business and this huge flow of leads that you have from the team, which is fantastic, right? Like like do that, make the most of those opportunities that you have, and then make sure to take it a step further and make those clients for life. Which, by the way, you own those relationships with the team agreement, right? Those are your your people now. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to say, I want to say with the agreement, like I can't like download all their information and all right. that stuff. But you know, obviously, um, the relationships, and they know this too, that as much as like everything stays in their CRM, the relationship stays with you. Okay, you know, um, the well, the, some teams don't have that. Some some teams or some other lead sources are like, nope, this one and everyone that follows, like. <laughs> From this, that you know, there's that um, that referral agreement basically follows. Oh, okay. Life. I think I misunderstood. I thought you meant like if I ever left the team. Right, that right. That's thing, what I mean. Yeah. Okay, okay. I, yeah. So it depends on. I think some of that depends a little bit on the referral source, but sure. but ultimately they they know that you know if if somebody ever leaves the team and that person calls you know me to if I ever leave the team and that person calls me and wants me to sell their house I'm I'm going to sell you know Perfect. I'm going to help them sell their house so 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 we want to make sure that we have the right marketing and systems in place to allow that to happen so you're not starting from scratch if at some point you chose to have to leave the team or whatever sure, sure. um and then and then also tapping into your existing sphere so that you can start to get the word out there let them know this big change that you went through this year and and you know open the door for opportunities there um, now on top of that, you're also, those are two big different missions on top of that. You're also building your social media brand. And I was yeah. actually, I was actually, I had a, I had a chat this morning with another gal in market authority and she was like, you know, I'm really, I'm really just doing what I can on social media. I'm no Abe, no V. <laughs> I was like, he is really good on Instagram. You really put yourself out there. Um, how's that been going so far? It's going, you know, it's, um, so it's really funny. So literally back in 2007, I'm just going to like, you want to Google some, just Google something. And it's funny, just look my name up and look up Flickr, F-L-I-C-K-R. You'll probably find me on there from years ago. So 2007, before like selfies were a thing, um, you know, my wife and I were into photography and we got involved in this thing called 365, which was like a self-portrait every day for a year. And they gave you all sorts of like themes and it was just like the craziest, funniest stuff. So you'll see some really funny old pictures of me <laughs> if you look it up, if you can find it. Um, and, um, 
so I got really comfortable in front of the camera during that okay. time. Um, it was, it was something you take a photo of yourself every day and now people do it all the time. And I think that's why social media has gone where it's gone partially is because everybody got so comfortable in front of the camera. And, um, so I hadn't done that in a long time, really. Um, you know, I was very social. I'm a very social person anyway. I mean, I was, you know, uh, we talked about this before I was a DJ for many years, um, hosted events and through parties and stuff, um, you know, big, big events here in San Antonio and, um, played in different cities as well. And, so very social, very able to put myself out there when, when I was part of like a little crew of guys that, you know, we hosted events and stuff. I was always like the marketer. I was always a guy that went out there and got everybody to, you know, come to the party and everything. So, um, so it was pretty natural for me, but it had also been a long time since I had kind of been in that position to, you know, take photos and uh, videos of myself and stuff. And so, so kind of getting back to that's been a little weird, um, especially, you know, I hate to say it, but I'm getting older and you know how like all the older people are like, oh, I don't want to be on TikTok and, you know, uh, making reels and, you know, all this. And we joke about it, but I'm just trying to have fun with it. And I think yeah. that's, that's like the big thing for me is like, you know, I, I've got just like everybody else, I've got, you know, one video that has 100 views and another one that has 200. And then I'll get the random one with two or 3000 and whatever. But ultimately, I mean, you, you know, from watching some of my content that like, it's just I try to have fun with it. Um, I'm, I'm really I am actually like, I just recently talked with my wife about trying to focus on doing a little bit more serious content and, mm -hmm. and, you know, trying to educate a little bit more. Um, I still try to educate even with my funny or silly content, but at the same time, I feel like there's kind of a, a different demographic that I can reach by, you know, being a little bit more serious, doing a little bit more talking, um, you know, even, even if it's, uh, you know, not necessarily exactly what's me, I think that I can adjust to that enough to make it engaging and also make sure that I'm educating people. Um, because at some point I kind of feel like, you know, at like reels and TikTok and everything, the fun is great and there's a lot of fun to it. But at the same time, after a while, it gets a little old, just taking audio clips and mouthing something over it and trying to lip sync and things like that. And so I think there's a lot more that we all really as a community have to offer. Um, and I know you're, you do a lot of that, like in your stories with talking and, and you know, captions and stuff, um, talking about what you've been through that day. And, and so I do want to get into a little bit more of that. Um, and it's something that I have a focus on to do maybe some batch recording and um, put some of that content out there soon. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And I'm seeing, um, I'm seeing a lot of real estate content. That's a lot of the um, viral sounds or not even dances, but you know what I mean? Like those, those yeah. kind of viral clips and then modifying it to the industry, that kind of stuff. And I think yeah. that there's a purpose there. I think it's great for um, like expansion. I think that it can get you more views. It can get you in front of groups who maybe weren't in front of you already. But I think that that needs to be a good, like maybe uh, tops 30% of that content and, and where I've kind of gone into as well. And, and this is part of my TikTok testing, my, my TikTok curious, I have found that the stuff that actually generates leads for me on TikTok, which is 
to me, it translates well onto reels too, is the stuff where I am being serious and having an actual conversation and educating. Um, and I think that, uh, when you're doing the really cute, like the, the fun entertainment stuff, that's a really great way to offer like the bullet point kind of like, um, listicle type situation, right. Where you're, you're sharing just like high level information or like, Hey, you know, FAQs, but the serious, the more serious, just like having a conversation is where you are able to bring in context and storytelling, which is really what drives that no like and trust factor. And I could see you doing really well with that because you you are so well spoken already and you have great cam- presence on camera. So being able to sprinkle that in, I would be really interested to see what that that does for you over time. Yeah, I'm I'm interested. You know, it's it's tough because it's is when, whenever you're trying something new, there's always that like, you know, oh, I got to put this out there. And yeah. well, I, I re I guess I'm, I'm reassured by the fact that I think, and I think you've talked about this too, is that like everybody has that like crappy first video that they put out. <laughs> everybody has that first six months of like low light and, yeah. you know, bad sound and all that. So I just look at it like, you know, I think, um, God, who was it? Um, I think, um, I don't know if you know who Phil Gertis is. He's on uh, uh, Instagram and uh, YouTube and everything. Great guy out of Maryland. And he was just, um, he's on my Instagram and he brought up a quote from um, one of the Marvel movies. I don't remember which one, but basically it said, when you aim at nothing, you hit nothing, huh? you know, and, and it, it's true. You know, it's kind of like the old, you know, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take, you know, right. basically same, same thing. And so I, I think at some point I just realized like, I just got to get it out there and, and put it out there and see what happens. But I think like some of that viral content, like you talk about is, is, is great. At the same time, I think there's, there's probably like a large percentage of it that almost is in a way kind of has this negative tone to it. Like we're telling people yeah. what not to do and we're telling people what doesn't work instead it, of it really can be a little just, tongue in cheek for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's fun and it's funny sometimes, but I can see like the general public maybe kind of going like, Oh wow. They're saying all this about buyers or, you know, whatever. And, sure. and, and so I do see that side of it too, that I really want to bring like a positive education to it, I guess. Yeah. And that makes sense. And, and you have been so consistent on social media to where now you have enough data to look back on and think like, here's what I want to keep. Here's what's working well. Now here's what I'm curious about adding in. And you can only get to that point. You can only allow that marketing strategy to evolve. If you, like you say, start in the first place and stick with it consistently long enough to be able to make those decisions from a place of like, you know, data driven. Um, so I think that's really cool. Now, that's a lot of plates you're spinning. You're closing a lot of transactions. You're creating a ton of social media content. You're building your database. What systems are helping you maintain this? Like what, what specifically have you found most helpful to keep everything in order? Um, well, you know, the, the team provides a transaction coordinator. So I know that for a lot of people, like an admin or a TC is one of their first like hires, um, somebody that they, you know, start de- uh, delegating stuff to. So the team provides that for us, which is great, you know, and, and obviously, again, it goes back to that value proposition and the splits and, you know, what you're paying for. And, and so um, when it comes to, you know, other systems, 
Um, a lot of the things that we have built on the marketing strategies that you go over with us, um, the the mo- in the modules that we do, um, you know, I haven't really like. It's kind of funny. I'm not really like a great checklist guy, and so like Asana is still something that I'm, you know that I'm working with, trying to kind of figure out like, okay, how am I going to use this? Mm-hmm. And I think part of the reason for it is because I think of my calendar as the checklist. Okay. Like everything that I've got to do is kind of in my calendar. So I I am blocking out things in my calendar for content creation. I'm making sure that, you know, I'm, I'm setting aside the time. Um, I'm trying as much as I can to, you know, batch record some stuff or at least do at least two. If I'm going to do one, I might as well spend an extra five minutes or 10 minutes doing the second one. Um, and then the most important thing that I think so many people don't think about that you brought up is is that you have to then spend that time afterwards engaging, uh, mm-hmm. like when you post, you know, um, I think that's something that I guess I didn't know, like as much as I've been on social media for so long, like learning and understanding that, that the, the time you post and the time you spend and engaging um, is a big part of it. And it's funny that I didn't really associate that with social media because when I was DJing and when I was hosting events and stuff, like that's what I was great at. Like I was, it's one of the reasons that we had great parties and we had great followings is because I went out and talked to everybody and I was always engaging people at the events. And I never really put two and two together that like, Hey, if I'm on social media, that's what I need to be doing when I'm posting is getting in there, getting into comments, talking to people, messaging people, looking at their stuff and, you know, going back and forth and having that interaction because that's what really helps create your engagement on your end. I love that. Yeah. And it's funny because it's so easy to take the um, relationship building aspect out of social media, right? Yeah. yeah. It's so, it's so easy to forget about that. Um, we have our Likes and faves, and, you know, hearts and all that stuff, all the emojis and everything. They, they just, sometimes I think they consume you that you just laugh at something or you just like something and you forget that, you know, like if you're, especially if you're trying to run a business, you know, your idea, you're really, your your I guess your goal is to get those people talking to you and get them engaging with you. Have you been able to generate business from it? You mentioned that Um, you had some people reaching out to you. Yeah, yeah, so far. So I think, um, you know, with my sphere, that's really where most of that comes from is, you know, um, so I've had a couple of leads from Instagram, also a referral. Um, Last summer actually was one of the very first ones. And, And I will say this was before, you know, I joined the Market Authority Academy, but you know, it was still like Instagram, you know, I got a message from somebody saying, you know, Hey, you're a realtor now. Right. And, you know, it's, yeah, you know, it's because they're seeing the content and everything. Um, and then I've gotten a a referral actually probably my favorite thing is, um, I'm helping somebody now where we've got a a little bit of a plan that we're putting in place to get them where they need to be. Mm -hmm. But it was a referral that was given to me by somebody who is on my Instagram, who does not live in San Antonio, who has you know lived here before and actually wants to move back or no you know what? I'm sorry I'm mixing two up she she lives here in San Antonio but she and I have never met personally she's that, that I know of we've never been like in the same circle or anything probably somehow got connected on Instagram through events and stuff or you know other pages 
but she referred somebody that she works to or works with to me because she sees my content and her words to me were like, I've got several other realtors that I follow, but your content was the most engaging. And that really like set it off for me that like what I'm doing and what I've been learning from you has really helped to propel, you know, my brand out there. So, yeah. And, and I think at the end of the day, I just, I want to acknowledge you because you're the one doing it, you're doing the work and you're so consistent at it, um, which is super cool. Like you're, you're constantly on my feed. I think we were joking about that. Was it you that we were joking about that the other day? We were like, so we're seeing a lot of each other's content because we're all so consistent. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And And that that is, that it was definitely me because I was talking about how, like, you know, when I'm doing, uh, when I'm, when I'm posting and then going through and engaging and stuff, like I literally have to scroll for like 10 minutes to get past all the like market authority people (laughs) (laughs) because there's so many of us in there, you know, that are always (laughs) doing our thing. And so that's great. I mean, it's, it's why I joined. It's, it's one of the reasons that, you know, um, you know, not to, not to get woo on you about you, but it's like, I was watching your videos before I even had my license, you know, um, there's, there's really only like two or three people that I kind of, um, latched onto, I guess on YouTube in particular, because I was consuming content all the time. Um, just trying to learn, what does it take? What do I need to do on social media? What do I need to do, you know, in, uh, you know, how do, if I'm calling somebody scripting and all of those things and the, like out of everybody that I did follow, there was just this genuineness about the way that you did things that I felt like that was just the right fit for me. Um, it, you know, it's not to say that any of the other coaches out there, I mean, there's great coaches obviously Mm -hmm. out there, but I think that that was one of the things that really made the most sense for me was just that, you know, if you're going to find somebody, find somebody that you feel that you can connect with on like, not only a brand level and a personal level, but on that, that, like kind of just a higher level of like, what is this person really about? And so that, that just made a lot of sense. So that's again, grateful, you know, uh, for, for that opportunity. And, and I think it's just great too, that, you know, there's so many, you included, I mean, so many people that put out that content for free for yeah. people. Um, and, you know, I, I kind of wondered at first, like, okay, what are the differences between joining and just watching this stuff? And then when I joined, it was like, I mean, I think we, I came in and we were right at the point where you were about to do like the business planning sessions Mm -hmm. and that business planning session was like mind blowing. I mean, it was, it was tough, you know, especially the, just the budgeting part, you know, like figuring out your own budget and everything, but it, it made such a difference. And, um, so I'm, I'm just, like I said, grateful for that. Well, thanks, Abe. Um, can I ask a, a, a probing question on top of that? Sure. So a lot of times agents don't really know exactly how much support they're going to need until they're like way into, into it. Right. Yeah. So you straight up went and joined a team and you joined my program. What were you hoping my program would do for you that the team was not, or, or maybe just in addition to that? 
Yeah, so so we had on the team when I joined, and it's it's changed a little bit since I joined, but we had what we call what they called their success coaching department. Mm-hmm. Um, it was for all the kind of newer hires, people that were in their first year of real estate, or people who were coming from like you know, even if they'd been in real estate for a little while, maybe not had the success that they wanted. Um, and so um, you know, uh, I hate to overuse the word shout out, but shout out to Kendall for being the success coach putting up with us and really dealing with all the questions that we had and everything. Um, You know, so the team provided a lot of that support, but at the same time um, they're dealing with so many people and we could reach out, we have the Slack channel, we could, you know, ask all the questions. So there was a ton of support, but I felt like as much as I was getting that support, that support was really just, to me at least, it was just about like, okay, what do I do with this contract? Okay, what do I do in this situation when my buyer asks me this question? Or what do I do when I have to write something about this house into the contract? And it was more specific, I guess, about transactions and how to do that. Um, And what I was looking for outside of that and it took me a while to, to realize, cause you say like people kind of get into it and they're in it for a long time before they understand. Um, it took me a little while to kind of understand this too, is that I needed that extra push for building the business, like for actually like understanding what do I do beyond the transaction? Like, what am I doing? You know, what kind of follow-up am I need, do I need to do? You know, what kind of follow-up can I do? Am I sending cards? Like, you know, all those little things. And so I think the team, and I, I would probably say that most teams, I would imagine at least from what I'm hearing from other agents are kind of like this. I mean, I'm hearing a lot of them don't even get the support that I got on my team, which, yeah. you know, I hate to hear that, but, you know, good You've luck. You've got a sweet and, setup. <laughs> yeah. You know, we have a really great team. So, um, so, you know, I, I really needed that. And, and I'll say that, that, there's two people on the team. Um, I call them my mama birds, Kelly and Emily, you know who you are, you know how important you are to me. Um, they, they are, they were such a huge help in kind of really getting me to understand that like, that's something that was really important was building that business side of it. Um, and so, you know, they, they kind of, that's why I call them mama birds. They took me under their wing a little bit, taught me a whole lot about some things and, and it, around that time is when I realized like, you know, I really probably need to get a coach. And so if I could, if I could tell new agents, anything is, you know, yeah, get your feet wet a little bit, but like, you know, you look at pretty much everybody that's high level at anything, even the high level, like eight, like our team leaders, they have a coach, Mm -hmm. you know, they've been in business for 10, 11 years um, built this team of now over 30 agents and, you know, number one in the country on Zillow, all this stuff, they have a coach too, you know, and you look at all the best, you know, athletes, they, they all have coaches. And so, um, it's kind of interesting that like, you know, being in a sales business and a sales environment for so long that the, the auto industry doesn't have anything like it. 
Like it really yeah. amazes me. And I think, I think though, it's just the difference between being independently, like they'll have trainers at the dealership and stuff. Um, but the, being independently, uh, you know, a sole proprietor, you know, essentially is that, that you're on your own. So you've got to find somebody, whereas a dealership kind of provides trainers and people there. But, um, but yeah, having, having a coach, um, I, I just, I felt like I got to that point where I just knew it was going to be something that I needed. Cool. And I remember, I remember our first call and we got off. We were like, well, I'm going to talk to a couple of other people. And we got off and I was like, well, I sure hope he goes with me because that guy was really cool. <laughs> so full disclosure, Stephanie, I wasn't talking to anybody else. So I just had to tell you that because, you know, you, I've been in sales long enough You pulled a car salesman trick on I me. Did, Actually, that's I a car did, purchaser yeah. trick. Just, that's what we I just wanted some time lot. to talk to my wife a little bit about it and let her know what I was, you know, thinking about. And um, <laughs> so, yeah, full disclosure, you were the only one. So I knew from the Oh, beginning. my gosh. I can't believe you. I always wondered. I always wondered, I was like, who else was he talking? Cause there's only a couple of people who do like specifically what I do. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah. I don't know if anyone specifically focuses on systems the way that we do, which is like where I live. That's where I geek out. That's where I have a lot of fun. Yeah. There's a, there's a couple of people that I've found that, but they like, I mean, there's in, in terms of the systems, yours was in my eyes, at least you were the person who put yourself out there the most. Yeah. When it came to all of that, um, you know, there's people that I think would share some content and talk a little bit about things and, you know, offer some stuff. But, you know, I, I don't I, I think that one person I'm thinking of, she I don't think she even I don't know if she has a YouTube channel where she does what you do. Like there's very few people that really do it in the way that you do it. There's definitely a lot of real estate coaches out there, obviously, right. you know, um, so in, in terms of, you know, actual coaches, sorry, I don't know if you can hear, I have a bird in the background going crazy, but um, <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> um, I've got, you know, I've got a toddler. So we, we've both got squawking <laughs> off the side. Yeah, the <laughs> cats are all locked up, I'm telling you. So, um, but, uh, but now, you know, there's definitely lots of real estate coaches out there uh -huh. who, who do all the different types of coaching there is. But in terms of, you know, like the systems that you have, I, I mean, I wouldn't know. And ultimately it didn't really matter at the time, because like I said, I, you know, I, I just, you know, just a little white lie, you know, to make sure that I could buy myself a little time to talk about things with my wife and, you know, so <laughs> I didn't want to, I didn't want to make you feel too bad, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. Oh my gosh. So thank you for, thank you for sharing all that. With yeah. Me. Yeah. <laughs> So, so what's next? I've already taken up way too much of your time and, and I'm really grateful that we've had this, this conversation. This has been a ton of fun. Um, what's next for you? What are we hoping for this year going into year two pretty soon? Um, so, you know, as I mentioned earlier, like the big thing for me is, is how much business can I do out yeah. of my, my sphere, whether, whether, and I say sphere, I don't necessarily mean my original sphere. I just mean my database pipeline, like, you know, the people that I've either already been connected to before real estate or the people that I've connected with since I got into real estate. Um, the idea for me is just to supplement my business with the team leads if I can. Um, I, I still realize that that's just, it's going to take some time if I want to do the volume that I want to do. Um, if, you know, it, it's something that I'm not putting too much pressure on myself because I mean, I look at it, like I'm not even a full 12 months in um, and I've already had like really great success that I'm very grateful for. And I think that, um, so for me, it's really just more about like, okay, 
what what can I fine tune now, you know, going forward that I can say, okay, you know, look, this year, last year, I did four clients, six transactions out of my group. This year, I'm already on pace to be at that point, actually, yeah. already. Plus, on top of that, have a few referrals and things that I'm, you know, putting plans together. We always have to put plans together because not everybody's ready to do something right now. And um, so, so um, that, that's a big part, I think of what I'm trying to focus on. It's, it's funny because everybody has, and I do have numbers, like I do have numbers. Like I, I want to at least do the same. And I say the same. So last year, my numbers are kind of weird because of that one client. So Mm -hmm. I have, right. I have 37 transactions, but 13 of those are with one client. So when you look at it, if you just take that client and give them one, you're really looking at like 24, 25 transactions, you know, which is still a bang out first year. It it is from what I understand, you know, and I, I, I I don't know my, my, uh, you know, I'm with Keller Williams. So I went to bold and we talked about that on some of the, you know, uh, calls and stuff. My, my bold coach gave me a hard time because I stood up in front of everybody and talked about how I felt like I hadn't really accomplished much still. And, and it's like, I know, I know, I know, but it's like this weird, I was trying to explain to her and I had somebody later come up and say, oh man, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like I have this weird, like mental thing where I kind of have to like tell myself that I walked into this business in this crazy time where everybody's trying to buy a house. It should be really easy to go out there and get buyers and get transactions, especially when the team is feeding you leads and all that. And with the experience that I have, and I kind of looked at that as like, you know, like a man, like this should be really easy for me right now. And so I'm kind of putting a little bit of pressure on myself, I guess you would say, to question whether or not I'm really as good at what I'm doing as I think I might be. Um, And that's why I say that, like, for me, supplementing things is so important Mm -hmm. because I don't want to rely on the team to give me all the business that I need to do. Um, And so, you know, my goal this year, it sounds weird to say that, like, my goal this year was to do 36 transactions. Well, that's because I know I'm probably not going to have somebody else doing 13 transactions yeah. with me. That's, yeah, that's very still like rare. A- um, I'm sure, you know, that, that you have, you don't, don't get too many people that do that. So um, I, I know I probably won't have that. So now I look at it like, you know, okay, what do I need to do to get 36 in a 12 month period, basically? And yeah. so, you know, I have a volume goal. And, and because of that, too, my volume goal is around the same, like right around, like if I can do around 11 million in volume and do around, you know, 35, 36 transactions. But the big difference is I want like at least a third or more of that to come from me like, you know, from my sphere, my database efforts, um, and not be just team leads, Zillow or Homelight or whatever else we get. Yeah. I think those are great goals, Abe. That's very clear. And I think, um, that's right in line with, I wouldn't be surprised to see you exceed, um, exceed that, but I think it's, I think definitely be tracking your metrics and, and tracking to see those conversion rates, particularly among your database, um, and as that starts to even out, as you have a more even flow of leads, then you can start getting really curious about like, well, what does it look like to increase 15% here? Or what does it look like to maybe add this other, you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. where you can make some really interesting decisions that give you a really good bump in pay without necessarily having more output, you know? 
Right, right. Yeah, I think it's some of the little things that matter. You know, um, I like I sent out I sent out settlement statements at the end of January. Um, I sent out some Valentine's cards. Um, I did like little lotto cards, you know, yeah. in the Valentine's thing that I love you a lotto or I like you a lotto or whatever. And you know, some cute stuff. And um, I I actually had one of my clients bring me some gifts at the office to say thank you for sending them all the stuff. I had several texts and phone calls from people, and um, so that that is something that I, I see, you know, really paying off. And those are, again, things that I learned understanding, you know, your systems and the way that you do things with, with gifting and all of that, um, you know, gifting is your love language, I guess, is the, you know, like, like those are things that, that I wouldn't have known to do before. So Love yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm hopeful at least that those things will start to pay off, but I've already seen some of the benefits from them. Yeah. I think that means that we're going to have to have a follow-up 12 months from now ish, maybe at the end of the year, see how it went. Sure, yeah. Great. We'll have the, the, the Abe and Stephanie Christmas party or something. Yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> you, you got the music, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> oh my gosh. Abe, this was a joy. Thank you so much for, um, for joining me on the show. And again, I want to acknowledge you for doing the work. I mean, you just took a, you took a risk that a lot of agents, are very fearful of, but you mitigated the risk by going out and finding the support that you needed and then doing the work tirelessly. And you still took time to enjoy your life and, you know, enjoy your marriage and and focus on being home. And I think that that just really deserves acknowledgement because it's, it's not easy to do that. It's not easy to put yourself out there the way you have. And, and I'm so grateful to see that really cool results have come from it. So I think that you deserve every bit of it and you should be, you should feel really proud of what you accomplished this last year. Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah. My, my wife and I joked about like the fact that we've just spent more time together in the last 12 months than we had the last like three years or so um, because of it. And so it's, it's just, it's really meant everything. And on top of that, I've always been, you know, um, like at the dealership, I did a lot of training and helping and mentoring people. Before that, I was in a restaurant business and I was in food service, but I did training and I set up the training program at the restaurant, helped, you know, uh, handle the training program there. Before that, I was a youth counselor in a children's shelter. And, you know, so I've always had this, like, you know, um, you know, I want to do anything I can to help people. And this, career is just perfect for it. And that's one of the things that has really brought so much joy to me is being able to do that. And at the same time, still, you know, pay the bills and then also spend all the time that I need to with my wife and and enjoy, um, you know, as we call it with Keller Williams and bold, a life by design, basically. It's beautiful. I love that. So that being said, if any agents have, you know, questions or want to hear more, where, where can they find you on social? Um, so you're, you know, I'm on mainly two platforms. I'm, I, I'll probably wind up, you'll probably get me over to TikTok or, you know, YouTube. I think YouTube will probably be more, especially if I'm going to do more educational content. I think yeah. YouTube, I do have a YouTube page, but I don't have enough followers to have my own name on it. So you just have to look up Abe Novi Realtor. Um, and then um, on Instagram, it's Abe underscore Novi. Um, 
And then I'm also on Facebook. I think my Facebook handle at the end of facebook.com slash Abe Novi 72. Um, I know that's your, your, your favorite platform is Facebook. Um, but, uh, that's yeah, joking. Um, but, but no, you know, Facebook is, it's, it's an interesting platform for me because I've been there so long, um, for yeah. promotion, re- promotional reasons, um, because we used to do all our events on there and things like that. So I had such a big group of people on Facebook that I could reach out to. And, and actually, the, like, that's where a lot of stuff has come from is through Messenger there. So if people want to find me on Facebook, I do a lot more, I guess, um, um, with words on Facebook, you know, I'll post some pictures up, but I also, I do a lot of posts that are like kind of longer. I use it almost more like a blog storytelling, you know, to talk about what I'm doing. Um, whereas Instagram is a little bit more of the videos and kind of shorter caption stuff. I love that. Well, well, I'll have those details in the caption, um, for, for our dear listener, definitely connect with Abe here, check out, see what he's got going on. Um, it's a lot of fun seeing the content that you put on and I'm really excited to see as that grows and evolves too. Cause I think that you're going to, you're going to find, um, some really cool aspects of voice this year and I'm excited to hear it. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining me. Abe. Yep. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for tuning in. A high five on taking some time to invest in yourself and in your business. If you're looking for more, head over to the show notes to find all the details and links to resources mentioned in this episode of the Market Authority Show. And if you're looking to find a new crew of like-minded pros to ask questions and bounce ideas off of, head over to the marketauthorityacademy.com to join my exclusive community on Facebook, check out my latest free masterclass and tons of bonus content, or apply to my mentorship program to learn how I can help you triple your business this year. Until next time, keep on crushing it.